Welcome to the PCOS Diva podcast. My name is Amy Medling. I'm a certified health coach and founder of PCOS Diva. My mission is to help women with PCOS find the tools and knowledge they need to take control of their PCOS so they can regain their fertility, femininity, health, and happiness. Today's PCOS Diva podcast is sponsored by the seven-day Discover Your PCOS Diva Jumpstart program. Jumpstart is the place to begin when you're ready to commit to yourself and jump into your healing journey. Learn step-by-step how diet, lifestyle, and mindset changes can get you on the right path. You'll be thrilled to feel your energy return, brain fog lift, acne begin to clear, and so much more. Visit PCOSDiva.com slash jumpstart for more information and to get started today. If you haven't already, make sure you check out PCOSDiva.com. There I offer tons of great free information about PCOS and how to develop your PCOS diet and lifestyle plan so you can begin to thrive like a PCOS diva. Look for me on iTunes, Facebook, Pinterest, and Instagram as well. On today's PCOS Diva podcast, I am very excited to welcome Jillian Smith. She's a registered dietitian who helps women say goodbye to embarrassing stomach symptoms through functional medicine so they can rediscover what it feels like to feel vibrant in their bodies. And Jillian, there's so many women with PCOS who are looking, listening, who are plagued with gut issues like bloating and constipation and gas. Uh, And it's something that I have found when you heal your gut issues, it really helps to heal PCOS. So I'm very glad that you decided to come on the podcast and kind of share how you overcome overcame, sorry, your struggle and, you know, how you're helping women now. Yeah. Yeah. Amy, thank you so much for having me. I am just grateful to be here to really help spread the message that fixing your gut, healing your gut issues is so possible and available for women out there. And I know that it is such a common issue to be struggling with these horrible gut issues. And I was there myself. So I know the kind of toll that it can take on just your overall well-being. So I'm really happy to be here and to chat to your audience about it. Well, I think uh, when we have gut issues like gas and indigestion and um, acid reflux, you know, it's it's really easy to reach for like over-the-counter medicine like um, Tums or um, Pepsid, uh, Pepto, <laughs> you know, yeah. but I don't think that those, those medicines really aren't getting to the root factor. And that's, um, as a functional medicine practitioner, you know, that that is so important to kind of get to the root. So I was wondering if you could sort of share your story and how you were able to kind of get to the root of your gut issues. Totally. Yes, absolutely. So Yeah, like you had said in the beginning, I am a registered dietitian. And when I was going to school to become a dietitian, that's when I was struggling at my worst with gut issues. And for me, it was incredibly painful gas, bloating, bathroom issues. I really struggled with constipation, like not going for 
four days, five days sometimes. And anyone who kind of struggles with any of those symptoms just knows that it really takes a toll on you physically because you feel really crummy, but then it also really takes that mental toll because it's just really drains your energy and it just feels very defeating and overwhelming. So anyway, I was going to school to become a dietitian and you know, I was the healthiest out of all my friends. I was really paying attention to everything I was eating and I was I was the one who had the most symptoms, you know, and I was like, I am the one who pays so much attention to my health. Why am I the one with such terrible gut issues? And I felt like I was going to school to become a dietitian. I couldn't even figure out what was going on. I was bouncing through so many different doctor's office. I was getting all the tests done, like different blood work, colonoscopies, endoscopies. Everything was coming back, quote unquote, normal. And it felt really frustrating because I just knew in my gut, no pun intended, that something was not normal and that there, there was more to this. And, um, so fast forward, I finished up college. I became a registered dietitian and I was working in a hospital as a clinical dietitian for some time before I really started dabbling into the functional medicine realm. And I had a colleague kind of introduce me to this whole idea of identifying the root cause. And it really sparked my interest because, you know, I was over here relying on laxatives to go to the bathroom normally and really having to plan my day around where the nearest restroom was. And I know that a lot of other women can relate to these sort of issues too. And so I started an entire career pivot and I got into functional medicine. I was able to really identify the root to my gut issues, which at the time, in hindsight, it's easy to say now that it was so much more than just the food I was eating. You know, it, there's, it's a whole body approach that you have to take and looking at your stress, your sleep. I did a lot of the functional medicine lab testing, like different stool testings to figure out what was truly imbalanced in my gut. And I was able to overcome my gut issues and heal my gut. And so now I get super passionate about helping other women do the same because I've been there and I know how taxing it can be. So now I work um, one-on-one with clients to get them the answers that they've been seeking for when they feel like they've done everything and nothing's working for them. Mm -hmm. So in your uh, research and like experimenting on yourself, what were some of the keys that helped to turn things around for you? Yeah. So one of the biggest ones was stress. And I didn't even realize how truly stressed I was about my gut issues. And I see this a lot with my clients as well, is that you kind of get into this vicious cycle because you're stressed out about your gut issues. You're feeling overwhelmed and defeated. And then that's in turn making your gut issues even worse. You kind of get into this nasty cycle and that gut brain connection is incredibly, incredibly powerful. So I dove into a lot of mindset work, a lot of personal development. And, you know, that's kind of the stuff that's not as Mm -hmm. sexy. That's not, you know, the fun testings and the supplements. That's, that's kind of the harder work, but it's so imperative to really get your mind right and get into a place where you truly believe that you can heal your body. And that was such a needle mover for me. And so I really take a lot of time with my clients on that piece because it's really, really important. Mm, I love that. Yeah. And I was just going to interrupt. And if you've been listening to the PCOS Diva podcast, you know how important it is to think like a diva and what you just said, Jillian, that, um, that it's possible to heal. And I think the other thing too, is that it, uh, it's 
going to be even enjoyable to have and live a healthy lifestyle. I think that's <gasps> another big roadblock for around mindset that a lot of us have. Absolutely. Um, and sometimes I, even putting yourself on the back burner. I see that a lot mm-hmm. too, especially women. It's like you deserve to feel good and it's so available to you. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad that that was one of your ahas and that yeah. the mindset is, is so important around healing. It's huge. Yeah. So go ahead. Sorry, I interrupted you there. I just wanted to emphasize that. Yeah, no. So that was a really, really big one. And stress was a huge one, really being able to recognize that my, this isn't my body retaliating against me, that my body is not at war with me and Mm -hmm. really kind of making peace, understanding my body and just having the tools to be able to interpret its messages to me. So now I really approach it from a direction of, okay, I'm having this symptom. I'm not feeling great. I'm feeling low energy. I'm feeling bloated. What is my body trying to tell me? So really flipping the narrative so Mm -hmm. that it's not coming from a place of hatred or a war against your gut. And it's really coming from a place of these symptoms are my body's way of communicating with me. I just need the tools to be able to interpret that. So really just kind of flipping the whole stress narrative because you can get down a nasty rabbit hole of a lot of stress and doom. When you feel like all these symptoms are just your fate and you're just going to have to live with them. It can feel really just icky. It can feel stressful and like a dark cloud over you. And so really kind of pulling yourself out of that is really, really helpful. And then of course, just learning the fundamental pieces to, if you have imbalances in your gut, it's really important to figure out what those imbalances are. So that it's not just guesswork, because I think a lot of times we, it's, it's all guesswork. We're eliminating a bunch of foods because we're always thinking it's gotta be the food I'm eating. It's gotta be the food that's causing my blow. So we're just guessing at these different um, you know, diet plans that we're supposed to doing. And it's like throwing spaghetti at a wall and seeing what sticks. And so getting the functional medicine lab testing, I do a lot of school testing in my practice. And it's nice because if there's an imbalance in the gut, say you have a gut infection, sometimes you can't out diet a gut infection. So you really do need to address that route. And that's where the power of testing comes in so that you eliminate that guesswork. And then you get in the fast track to feeling better faster because you're skipping the guesswork. So it really accelerates your results. So what stool test do you like, uh, is like GI map or, yeah. um, okay. I, do the yeah. GI map. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I've done it now for a while and I really like it. And, um, it, I know for some, um, uh, your listeners, you know, if you go and talk to like your mainstream doc, your family practitioner and ask for GI map, they might look at you yeah. a little, uh, cross-eyed. So <laughs> could you, you know, if somebody's listening and they're like, Oh, this sounds really interesting. I'd like to, you know, pursue something like this. Um, how, how can we do that? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, functional medicine, it is becoming more, of a thing for lack of a better word, you know, more people are kind of starting to turn their eye to it. Um, Instagram really is a great place. And I see a lot of functional medicine practitioners really kind of getting their voice out on different social media platforms. And I think it can be a great way to kind of just start following some different practitioners to really start figuring out who you vibe with, because there are a lot of different practitioners out there and you really have to just find which energies you get along with, which, you know, you enjoy the way they talk, you enjoy their messages. You feel that 
you feel you have a connection with them. And then you can really kind of explore, okay, I really like this individual. How can I go about working together with them? And I think using social media can be a really helpful tool for that. Yeah, that's that's a good um, recommendation because, you know, I, I think um, it's one thing to get the, the lab, but the other thing is, you know, you need somebody to interpret the results and then um, really provide recommendations and, and where to go from there. I know, um, when my son was struggling, like post abdominal surgery, um, he had a GI map done and it really did help to figure out, okay, what's the next step and, and what do we need to work on in terms of gut healing? Yeah, absolutely. And it's hard because, you know, not every practitioner is created equal. And so you really do have to kind of find the one I always, encourage people to ask questions, you know, send a DM to somebody that you might find interesting and start up a conversation, ask them how long they've been doing this for, how many clients they have seen, what's their experience and really start asking those questions so that you can find a practitioner that you trust and that they can really support you through your healing journey. Mm, and that, and it's so true. And that's not just for, you know, gut issues, but certainly yeah. PCOS too. Uh, I can't tell you how many women I hear from whose, you know, doctors have only offered, um, you know, lose weight, take the yeah. birth control pill, um, and, you know, come back and see me in, in a year yeah. <laughs> and, and you can find someone for sure that will work you know, with you. And I think you're right. Uh, Leo looking to places like Instagram. Now there are a lot of wonderful practitioners out there and you can really get to know them through, you know, their social media profiles. And, and I love the idea of DMing because I, I do that all the time, reaching out to folks that I might like yourself, that I might want to interview for my piece of Steve, podcast, and people are really quick to respond. And I think that's the beauty of social media, especially on Instagram, um, these days. I agree. Yeah. Use it to your advantage. I love it. I think it's, it can be a really mm-hmm. great tool. So you, you get your tests, um, back and you, know, there's some, some things that you can do to help, you know, alleviate some of, you know, your gut issues. What are, what would you say are some of the most common therapies? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, number one is before I, let's say I do a stool test on a client and it comes back lit up like a Christmas tree and there's all kinds of things going on inside of the gut. And, you know, number one, that provides a lot of validation to the client. And it's like, no wonder you feel like crap, you have a lot going on in your gut. And so many times for women who have bounced through so many different doctor's appointments, and they may have been told the same things that I was, that everything is normal. This can provide a lot of just validation that those symptoms are not mm-hmm. in your head. Mm-hmm. So once that comes back, I never just want to dive right into, okay, let's start eliminating all these nasty gut bugs. The first thing that I'm always focusing on is, okay, we need to support first. How can we support your liver, your detoxification pathways, your gut lining, that barrier of your GI tract? Because I think sometimes people get excited and they're like, okay, let's just start killing these bad gut bugs and get them out. But if we're not supporting the whole body, bringing down inflammation, getting stress in line, then that whole treatment protocol or that rebalancing, removing protocol can be 
really, really hard on the body. And that person may be left feeling not so great. So I'm always really supporting making sure that we have a good um, whole foods diet in place and with lots of rich plant fibers, polyphenols, colorful fruits and veggies, or making sure that the person is pooping every day because that is part of that detoxification pathway. If you can't get rid of these toxins and these chemicals that are going to build up in your system and we don't want that. So I make sure that I have my client pooping every single day, hydration, of course, really going back to the foundations um, and making sure that those are all dialed in before we start mm. that remove protocol to get rid of all those gut bugs. Mm. And I think sometimes we forget about how important those foundations really are. Yeah. I think that so many, uh, folks want the magic pill. They want to kind of fast track this with supplements and, yeah. and not have to change, make diet changes. Yeah, <laughs> and I know, I know <laughs> it is hard. And, and I say, you know, for women with PCOS, it's really impossible to, to manage this condition. If you're not willing to eat lots of plant-based like you said, foods that are rich in poly polyphenols and, yeah. and plant fibers, it, it's, it, you just can't do it on like a, a diet full of processed packaged foods and, yeah. um, minimal vegetables. <laughs> Absolutely. And I mean, you know, getting blood sugars in line, getting mm -hmm. that blood sugar regulation, paying attention to not only what you're eating, but when you're eating and really optimizing that whole avenue. And, you know, those are really the places that we have to start. And like you said, it's not the sexy stuff. It's the hard stuff, but mm -hmm. it's really, really important. And it's not a one and done thing. You know, it's kind of something you have to work on every single day to build these habits to better support your body. Okay. So where does, um, like you had mentioned not eliminating a ton of foods. Um, I think in your, um, yeah. like in your bio or huh. over, over analyzing like yeah. what you're eating, but how, but I know food sensitivities come into play at some point, you know? So when you are focusing on your diet and changing your diet, how do you know what your gut can tolerate and what, and what it can't? Yeah. So that's really where the power of conversation comes in. And I have a lot of different symptom questionnaires that I work with clients through. And I really want to build my clients, um, like mind body connection. So being able to recognize the symptoms that they're experiencing and then giving them the tools to be able to interpret those. So really trying to hone in on how do you feel after this meal? How did you feel before this meal? Can you describe where this bloat is happening within your stomach? Is it up higher? Is it down lower? Asking, you know, these targeted questions provides me with a lot of data to be able to kind of connect some puzzle pieces together. And really what I'm always trying to hone in on is that it's very rarely the food that's the issue. It's the environment that the food's going into, which is your gut. So a lot of times when people have gut issues, the blame is placed on foods and oh, it's the food that I'm eating that's making me feel so terrible and causing all these symptoms when usually there's something going on in the gut that's making you not be able to tolerate that food very well, whether it be a gut infection, a bacterial overgrowth, Maybe you have some intestinal permeability going on, that leaky gut picture. And so really addressing those, that's kind of getting back to that root cause 
then many times you can see that foods that maybe didn't sit very well with you once before are now a non-issue. So we, you mentioned food for gut rebuilding. What, what else do you recommend? For rebuilding the gut or like, just well, kind of yeah, yeah like you, you, you were talking about your steps move, like steps uh-huh. forward in healing and you really focus on kind of rebuilding, um, before. Okay. Yeah. So, so keep, keep going on that topic. Yeah. So really it's, not um, super complex. It really is focusing on that whole foods approach. So finding foods that are rich in those polyphenols, like we were talking about those phytonutrients, um, lots of plants and fibers, because those are what feed the gut microbiome, really focusing on diversity of your diet. So many times I see this a lot, especially with gut issues, you kind of identify a small handful of foods that feel good for you. So you really just stick to those. Maybe you only have five vegetables that, you know, don't cause a massive party in your gut. So you just like to stick with those, but in the long term, that's really damaging the health of your gut because your gut microbiome needs a wide variety of different plant foods in order to be robust and healthy. So really trying to expand the diet, trying out new foods. A little tip that I like to give my clients is try for 40 different species of foods each week. And sometimes people are like, oh, that's a lot. That feels a little overwhelming. But then I try to say, okay, but that could look like you're doing a Granny Smith apple one week, but then you're doing a red apple the next week because the differences in colors, you're going to be getting different nutrients that are going to be feeding different beneficial gut bugs inside of your gut. So really trying to expand the diversity of your diet, looking at different colors, how many different colors can you get onto your plate? Because the more color you have, the better it's going to be for your gut. So those are some other fun little tips that I like. Oh, that's, I love that tip because there's so many different color vegetable varieties. Like they they have purple asparagus or purple cauliflower. Um, So it, you're right. It could be as simple as just changing the color of the vegetable that you purchase. Um, yeah, absolutely. Week. Buying the multicolored bag of carrots instead of just buying the orange carrots each time, little things like that. Mm-hmm. Love that tip. Yeah. So the, and the veggies are just, you know, you were always told eat your veggies and Sometimes it can sound a little bit mundane, but it really is really important for the health of your gut because the vegetable fibers are what feed those good gut bacteria and the good gut bacteria, you need to have a wide, you need to have an abundant and diverse microbiome full of that bacteria in order to have good gut health. The way that you do that is by feeding that good bacteria bacteria with the plant fibers. So on that GI map stool test that we were talking about earlier, I actually get to look at the different strains of bacteria within my clients guts. It's really, really interesting. And many times I am looking at that beneficial bacteria section and it breaks down a bunch of different species. And when they're really low, the biggest recommendation I'm giving is to increase your consumption of colorful fruits and vegetables, get them into every single meal and add more of them if you can, because when we're seeing those numbers being really low, that the best way to bolster those numbers is to increase your consumption of fruits and veggies. 
That's perfect. So what about things like um, glutamine to help with um, your gut lining and sort of decrease the permeability? Totally. Yeah. So I do love L-glutamine. That is a, it's the preferred nutrition source for our gut cells. So if you think about our gut lining, our gut lining is one cell thick, which it always blows my mind. It's one cell thick and these cells are just smashed together really, really tight. And that makes up that entire gut lining kind of like barrier between the inside of your GI tract and then the outside, the rest of your body. That's only one cell thick. So we need to be sure that we're fueling those cells so that they are strong and robust and they're not breaking down and getting those holes in between, which looks like that leaky gut picture. And then things are able to seep out of your GI tract into the rest of your body, causing all kinds of other issues. So L-glutamine can be a great support, great tool to use to make sure that those cells are really robust and healthy. Of course, when I have a client who comes to me and they are absolutely demonstrating that picture of having leaky gut, maybe they were told by somebody else that they have leaky gut, The answer though, is not just to start pumping this person with a bunch of L-glutamine. That could be a supportive tool to aid throughout the process, but we really have to get down to why is your gut leaky in the first place? Why are those cells not healthy? Why are those tight junctions that are holding them together now loosening and relaxing and allowing things to leak through? So really getting back to that root cause, but L-glutamine can be a helpful tool, just not the only tool. And I see that a lot from clients coming to me from other practitioners and they just get pumped full of L-glutamine, but they still don't feel well because the the root cause was not addressed. Mm -hmm. And what about, uh, digestive enzymes? Do do you find that those are helpful for, for people with gut issues? Totally. Absolutely. So on that GI map school test, I also look at digestive enzymes. So these are the enzymes that are coming from the pancreas. They're breaking down our foods, our proteins, our fats, our carbohydrates. And a lot of times when clients have a lot of issues with bloating, especially bloating shortly after meals, they feel like food just kind of sits like a rock in their stomach. Like it's not really moving through. It's sitting really heavy. Digestive enzymes can be a really helpful tool for supplementing those pancreatic enzymes if they're not in sufficient numbers to break down that food and leaving you feeling not so great after meals. So you can actually take supplemental form right before you start eating to kind of prime your body with those enzymes to help digest that food and eliminate a lot of those symptoms. So I think digestive enzymes can be a really, really helpful tool if you do struggle with some of those symptoms. Yeah. The other thing I want to, it just kind of sparked, um, me to ask you this. So a lot of women with PCOS have gallbladder issues and have had their gallbladders removed. So, um, what about at, like adding supplemental bile, like ox bile? Yeah. Uh, I, I also do that a lot in my practice as well. And I see a lot of people who also have their gallbladder removed. It really is a common thing, especially with women. And so kind of looking for signs and symptoms that maybe your body isn't doing great at breaking down your fats, looking to see if your stool, if there's mucus or foam in your stool, that can indicate that you're not breaking down your fats well, or if your stool changes in color and looks to be kind of like a pale clay 
color, that's another sign that you're not breaking down your foods well. So you can absolutely supplement with something like an ox bile to help your body break down those fats a bit easier. Mm -hmm. That's so that's a good tip. Um, in, in terms of like adding supplements back in, are there any other supplements you would recommend? What about, um, how do you find a good probiotic for you? Yeah. So the probiotics, that's always the golden question. I mean, I get a lot of people who come to me and asking what probiotic do I recommend? And it really is a difficult question for me to answer without knowing your symptoms, without knowing what just your gut health looks like, what your health history looks like, you know, without knowing anything about you, that's a really difficult question to answer because there are so many different kinds of of probiotics out there with different strains of bacteria and some may not be appropriate for you. And oftentimes if you struggle with a lot of gut issues, I actually advise against starting up a probiotic because probiotics can actually make symptoms worse. So if you have a lot of gut issues going on, I would first recommend going to a practitioner and exploring that before just taking a random probiotic because you could totally make things worse. But if you, um, one that I do typically recommend that I feel good about kind of sharing here is if you do have kind of mild to moderate gut issues going on, a strain called Saccharomyces boulardii. It's actually a beneficial yeast and that can be really helpful for bringing down the bad bacteria in your gut, bolstering the good bacteria in your gut and supporting your immune system. So that's a really good one. A probiotic containing the strain Saccharomyces boulardii, or you can even get probiotics with just that strain, the Saccharomyces Mm -hmm. boulardii. And that can be a really helpful probiotic if you are struggling with some gut issues and you find that you can't tolerate traditional probiotics. That's a really good tip. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the higher end um, supplement companies do sell a sort of a standalone product like that. Yeah, it it really is great. So what else do you want to share with us? Um, What what about uh, foods that are typically irritating to gut. I know a lot of women with PCOS, myself included, sort of stay away from gluten. I find that that is difficult for my, for my gut. Um, and dairy could be another one, but what are you finding in your practice? Yeah. So definitely individualized Mm -hmm. and what works for some people may not work for others. Gluten is a really big trigger one that I see a lot in my practice. And I do test for gluten sensitivity within my practice, but um, that's typically one that a lot of my clients do choose to adopt that gluten-free lifestyle because that gluten, it really can exacerbate that leaky gut picture. It can cause more of that intestinal permeability. And, um, you know, our gluten, it's just this, this could be a whole podcast in itself, but our modern day gluten containing foods just aren't what they once were. And they're really difficult and hard on the gut. So gluten typically is a big one. Alcohol can be really hard on the gut. I never, I would never say that you have to eliminate it completely, but you know, moderate consumption of alcohol because too much alcohol can really cause a lot of inflammation in the gut. It kills off your bad bacteria. It can, or I'm sorry, it kills off your good bacteria. It could feed your bad bacteria and it can really decrease those stomach um, digestive enzymes that we were talking about. So you don't break down your food as well. 
a lot of added sugars. Again, those are going to mess up the balance of the bacteria within your gut. So being just mindful, having moderate consumption of added sugars are some of the big ones. And then I really focus on what to be eating. So adding in more rich, colorful fruits and veggies, adding in kind of going back to that bile discussion, when you were saying a lot of women, you know, with PCOS get their gallbladder removed. So I like to talk about, okay, how can we add in some foods that can support that bile production? So you break down your fats better, things like beets every single day. Beets are really helpful for bile flow. Um, bitters, bitters is another, it kind of, it can be like a supplement that I would recommend. And it's, bitter herbs in tincture form. So it's usually in like a little dropper. You just put it onto your tongue and that signals to your body, Hey, food's coming. Let's start getting those digestive juices, especially that bile. So that can really help with that bile production. Um, citrus peel is really helpful for bile production. I, I recommend my clients add zest of, you know, oranges, lemons, limes to some of their meals to get some of that, the benefits of the citrus peels. So little things like that is what I really like to lean mm. into. Do you have a, a digestive, uh, no, sorry, a, yeah, a dig digestive bitter that brand that you like, or you could recommend? Yeah. So I love the Dr. Shades number nine. It's, um, I believe the brand is Quicksilver. Yeah. Quicksilver. And then their Dr. Shades number nine bitters. It's what I use myself. I absolutely love it. Can you spell that? What, the the, the name Dr. Shake. Um, yeah. So it's it. Dr. Shades S H A D E S. Okay. I've never heard of that. So yeah, I, I want to give that a try. Give it um, a try. It's really, really great. And I love that tip about the citrus peel. Um, it's so healthy for you anyway, it has so mm -hmm. many nutrients. I didn't realize that it helps with um, like kind of getting digestive juices going. That's great. Yeah. And that bile flow, especially mm -hmm. it is great. Another thing that you could do is, you know, peel like an orange and then dry out those peels. And then you put them into a coffee grinder, grind it into a really fine, like sand almost texture, then you can add that into smoothies and such. That's another little tip. So is it really bitter when you do that or is it's it really not? No. Um, you know, I only say add maybe half a teaspoon to a yeah. teaspoon. So it's not a ton, but, um, I think it adds a really nice orange flavor and mm. I really enjoy it. So that just kind of reminded me about teas. What kind of teas do you like for digestion? Yeah. So, I mean, I love green tea for it. It's very anti-inflammatory. It's mm -hmm. really helpful for, um, actually there's a, a gut bug that I test for that. I see a lot called H pylori lives up in the stomach. And because it lives in the stomach, it really disrupts all the digestion downstream. So it's a really common one that I see for my gut health clients and green tea can actually help to kind of keep this guy in line, keep him from really overgrowing. So daily green tea is something I recommend to a lot of my clients. I'm really a tea person. I really, really like tea, especially for those who feel that coffee and the caffeine and coffee is too much. Maybe it shoots their blood sugars up. It shoots down their energy. Um, 
and they just can't tolerate that much caffeine, Mm -hmm. then switching to a tea, if they still want a little bit of caffeine. So maybe I'll recommend maybe doing a matcha in the morning. That's a really good one. And then maybe like a peppermint tea is a really great one. If you're struggling with like stomach aches, your gut just feels off. Sipping on peppermint tea can be great. And then ginger tea is another one that I recommend. If you have a lot of nausea, then um, ginger tea is a good one to sip on for nausea. Well, you're just a wealth of information on everything (laughs) gut related, Jillian. Where can people find out more about your work? Yeah. So Instagram's really the best place to connect with me. It's jillianesmith.rd, like registered dietitian. And yeah, Instagram really is the best. And I am such a people person. I mean, I love when people reach out to me in DMs and just ask me questions. If you're struggling with anything, never hesitate to just send me a direct message and I'm always happy to chat. And I will put that link in the show notes, but if you are listening, it's Jillian with a J. So, um, so you get that right. Uh, (laughs) And you also have some programs too for, for gut health. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I do see clients, like I was saying privately one-on-one to fix your gut issues and, um, really the best way to kind of learn more about those. There's a link in my bio that you can go do to learn more about that, or just send me a direct message. I also have a group program that runs a couple times each year. We're actually in full swing with it right now. And so we'll be launching that again. I think in June is the next launch time for that. If the group setting is enticing and yeah, that's kind of what I do. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your journey and um, giving us all of these great tips around our gut health. Um, And thank you everyone for listening. I look forward to being with you again very soon. Well, that wraps up our podcast today. Thank you so much for joining us on the PCOS Diva podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you liked this episode, remember to subscribe to PCOS Diva on iTunes or wherever else you may be listening to this show. And if you have a minute, please leave me a quick review on iTunes because I love to hear from you. If you think someone else might benefit from this free podcast, please take a minute to share it with a friend or family member so she can benefit from it too. And don't forget to sign up for my free weekly newsletter. Just enter your email at PCOSDiva.com to get instant access and make sure you never miss a future podcast. This is Amy Medling wishing you good health. Bye-bye.